Alright, loves. Abigail Brooklyn podcast jingle take three. It's four. Take four. Four four for the big score, and we're rolling. The Brooklyn crew drinking Brooklyn brews in a Brooklyn podcast for you. Alright, cut lads, I think we've got it. What's up, party people? Welcome back to Brooklyn. Uh this week shit. <laughs> <laughs> This week, shit. Yeah. Hit the fan when coronavirus <laughs> oh, fever God. broke out across the nation. The, Blair, and the podcast that has a perfectly smooth brain. <laughs> the podcast that found its beach. That was stymied by the time change. But was stymied by the time change. The podcast that has a dad. Because this week, we have Jacob's father on the podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. Also very much. known as Jacob's dad. Dad mode activated. <laughs> Jacob's dad here. We also have Jacob. Hey. Wow. That <laughs> was inspiring. He's <laughs> just glad to finally be in the room where it happened. <laughs> we also have Jacob. Hey. Sorry, let's sorry, let's do that again. <laughs> and we've got Zach. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> and Blair. Well, can be Hello, like, hey. welcome to Podcast Realm, the dad in it. So this week we are drinking Austin East Cider's Pineapple Cider. We're switching it up, we're going to a cider because we felt different. Because we haven't done it yet. Because we haven't done a cider. And you know, we gotta give the people what they want. And I've never had a pineapple cider. I don't think any of us have. We're going from banana beer to pineapple cider. Uh, big things happening around here in the podcast universe. I mean, can't stop us. Um, Jacob, anything right. fun about the beer? Was it, that was. <laughs> I was trying to elongate it I to give you time think to so. start. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm on their website right now. Give me a sec. Oh, you want to you want to read their story? Yeah. Oh, cider, the original drink of America. Oh, okay. Wow, we've got a whole... Oh, just kidding. It's not that long. Okay. <laughs> From is that cr- canon? Cider is the original drink of America? Yeah, so... Uh, give me the a moment. Yeah. Uh, From across the pond in England, how did Ed Gibson, an Englishman and former cider bar owner in the heart of England's cider country, wind up in Austin, Texas? Cider. Probably by a boat. Who knows? <laughs> real- well, sorry, Texas? Well, it does have a coast. Okay, anyway... Who knows, really? All that matters is that he brought with him an encyclopedic knowledge of cider, a great recipe, and an eye for branding. To the Those east, things seem like a key, the keys to success, Jacob. Yeah, Ed quickly found Mark King, a man who understood the business side of beer and liquor better than anyone around. In 2012, Ed and Mark produced their first cider, Gold Top. With each new release, they brought more newly minted cider drinkers into the fold. To keep up with demand, they built a brand new state-of-the-art facility in southeast Austin, where most Austin East Ciders is made today. All right, this story made it seem like it was way more, longer ago than 2012. Can I tell? Yeah, I thought you were talking like 1859. Yeah, that's not not like seven years or eight years ago. So, uh, looks like the history of cider in the United States started in the 17th and 18th century. Not 2012. Not 2012, um, as Austin East Ciders might have you believe. Is it actually the original 
drink beer thing? Recipe? Cider? The original drink? The, the drink of America? Yeah. The official drink of America. Of course. They aren't lying to me. Cider no, I have trust issues since last week. Alright, hang on. I'm gonna... We should have a separate spin-off podcast where you just put everything you cut from Zach and I and just... <laughs> no context, really. Just... All the cut, the cutting room floor outtakes. <laughs> yeah, the outtakes. We need to have one of those. And we don't have <laughs> any of the stuff that didn't get cut. Blair, I love that idea. Mm. Okay. I do too. I think it's great. It's, it's just ninety nine percent Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, this is the Fast and Furious pod. But but the, the Fast outtakes, and Furious files. The outtakes would have to be on the the paid side of the blog. You know, where people have to pay mm. for the privilege. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, guess I agree. If you want to, they're hidden behind a paywall. Um, yeah, if you if you guys want some more content, we have so much. Uh, just Venmo me; you can have access to it all. Actually, because Blair and I will be the ones that actually made the content, you should Venmo me and Blair, and then we'll make sure Maddie gets a cut for doing all the producing, <laughs> all the work. Our work is inspired, Maddie. Yeah, it's the creative side. <laughs> Jacob, anything about the beer? Thank God. Cider? Um, yes. So, for, uh, the Austin East Room, East Ciders, excuse me, didn't really have a good... So, Austin East Ciders <laughs> didn't really have a good, uh, page on the cider. So, I have a little description pulled up on Untapped. For an exotic twist, we have blended heirloom bittersweet and culinary apples with a taste of the tropics. Golden, ripe, and delicious pineapples have been married into our dry cider to give you a refreshing pineapple experience. Were they married for tax purposes, you said? Oh, so now you're just trying to steal the joke. Or citizenship. Sorry, what was that play? (laughs) Or citizenship. Alright, we're gonna gonna do this now. I wonder if it was actually just a marriage of apple and pine, and they formed it into pineapple. I'm happy. How are we feeling, guys? I don't love it. No? So what's the first topic? What's so, initial taste? Yeah, initial taste. So how you, th- yeah, the, just the first couple of sips, how they strike you. I, I Jacob's dad here. I, I like the initial taste. It seems fresh, refreshing. Refreshing. And, and uh, reminds me of a classic uh, summer cooler. I can see that. It's a... Definitely uh, a beach drink. Yes. Maybe that's the pineapple. I think it is. It's... I kind of feel like I'm eating pineapple that has just started to turn. And I don't love that. Um, yeah, maybe I am. Maybe I'm the odd man out here. Um, what flavors stick out to you? Yeah, outside of the pineapple. Um, I, I can I can taste both the apple and the pineapple, and I, and I think the uh, the pineapple overpowers the little bit of bitterness of the of the apple. Gives it just that little hint of sweetness, and it's not too sweet. Okay. And I'm not I'm not a sweet wine or IPA drinker. I'm more of a classic beer drinker, um, but I like it as a kind of a summer summer drink. So you think this would be better enjoyed out on the patio right now? In the sunshine, on the boat. Hmm, let's see. Well, there is the uh, East River. That's the one uh, I know things uh, that you could enjoy it on. 
I've been here a day, and I know my way around. Every time we have a guest on the show so far, they have much better and more eloquent reviews of the beer than we have been able to produce so far. <laughs> so uh, we need, really need to work on that and <laughs> game up. We've added the word body into our vocabulary, so I think one of us should have. least This has a really that. full body. Oh, does it now? Tell me more. I have. Yeah, um... It's only because uh, the body of the can was full when I opened it. Oh, okay. There it is. There's the hard-heading commentary we were waiting for. What's your feeling of the the flavor in your mouth? What's the, you know, what's the bang on the taste? To me, it's like they, it's, they they have these two flavors, pineapple and apple. Hmm. And they, and they looked at them and they didn't really, uh, commit to either one or both of them it it just it it tastes like watered down version of uh of a cider or maybe a bit stronger version of an alcoholic LaCroix and um I think that can be a positive or a negative for ciders because I'll uh take a sip of an angry orchard or a red's apple ale and I can feel my teeth rotting as I drink it. And so this is that that's that's a plus for this. Uh but I I don't see this as a um, a flavor I'm gonna remember. I don't think pineapple is my favorite of the fruits. When I have a fruit salad, pineapple is not high on the list of fruits that I want to have in that salad. Um and I think the mixture of that with the little bit of fermentation I've had my fair share of overripe pineapples, and I did not love those. And so I'm getting those flavors a little bit combined. I'm losing a lot of the apple, but getting a lot of the pineapple and fermented uh, flavors. And so I'm not a huge fan. In some more, like, very, very deep beer lingo... uh, Deep beer lingo? What's that? Not so tasty, drinky drink. Um... (laughs) I would give it a three. Mm, maybe a 2.8, but I think a three. So you... A three is... Uh, three to four is subpar. Yeah. Okay. It's not bad. It's just subpar. Let's give it a 2.9 then. Knocking him down a peg. Mm-hmm. All right, so what is, you think this what is, is a two bad to three? Cider? No, I'll give it a three. You think this is a subpar <laughs> Yeah, cider? Yeah, let's say subpar. Okay. Gotcha. 3 even? 3.0? 3.0. Well, I have a very strong affinity for pineapple. Um, And this is why the beer was chosen. I mean... And why do you have a strong (laughs) affinity for pineapple? Or this beer? Um, there is this TV show. Mm. Tell me I was going to bring it up if you didn't. Yeah, so there's this TV show. Um, most people who listen to this podcast know me, but if you, if you don't, there's this TV show, and it's called Psych. And uh, I don't want to sh- say it shaped my childhood, but it shaped my childhood. Um, and uh, there's a running theme that there's a pineapple on every, ep- every episode. But I mean, not only that, but I love the taste of pineapple. And I also love that if you eat enough of it, it can corrode your mouth, yes. which is cool. You and like, like it's like a badass fruit. Yeah. 
It's like, you eat me, I'll eat you. So, like, it's cool in the sense, like, in an academic sense. Yeah. But you want that as, like, a positive? Well, I'm not going to eat a ton of it. It's just like a warning. It's like, hey, you need to slow down. Whereas blueberries, you just keep eating them, you're just going to poop all day. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream right there. So am I. I mean, have you ever eaten too many blueberries? They call them pooberries for a reason. <laughs> I mean, have you ever gone blueberry picking? What? I'm just saying. So at least it's giving you like a warning. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my defense for the pineapple. Um, that being said, I do really enjoy the beer. Um, I think it has, like uh, Jacob's dad was saying, a really nice, refreshing, at least the initial taste. It was refreshing, it was light, it was summery, and it was well carbonated. Um, I don't think it has, like, a full taste, but I'm not mad about it. 5-2. Okay. 5-2. Is that respectable? I think it's very respectable. Thank you. Okay. Dad, we never got a rating from you, so... Well, the celebrity guest, Jacob's dad... And so on the drinkability, initial... On the initial taste. Initial taste yes. on the Austin Eastsiders pineapple. Uh, I think the taste is very fresh, refreshing, easy to drink. There's a, there's a hint of brown sugar in it, and, and that gives it that little tad of sweet beauty of this beer, <laughs> cider, uh, as it were, is, is that it will appeal to traditional non-beer drinkers. I'm a classic beer guy. I like my beer, and I'm not usually a sweet drink guy. This is not overly sweet, yeah. and and that's why I called it a little you know, refreshing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would I would want to give it a five, a five even, even. All right, nicely said. And, and, and it, it it's it's a it's a cider uh, combination that I think would appeal to the masses, you know, people that are traditional beer drinkers. And, and so if you're going to have something to bring to the table um, where everyone's drinking beer and you've got three or four people that don't, uh, this would be a great addition to, to bring that crowd into the beer drinking fold. And it's also not like you're just regular cider. It's got like, it's, it's like a quirky cider. Man, quirky. I like that. It is quirky. Yeah, I forgot to give this one a rating. Uh, I would give this... Uh, 4.5. I don't feel too strongly about it. I think um, people are going to realize our guests know more about beer than... So much more. That's why we have guests. Mr. Jacobs, <laughs> if, you keep, if you keep this up, you're going to put us all a lot of work. Well, as, as Jacob's father, I, I, you know, if I do good, if I, if I can perform to the level that Brooklyn would expect, mm. then perhaps I'll get a, um, an invite back to a, another episode one day. Uh, We're sponsored by the Israeli Tourism Board. What? What? (laughs) Yeah, so so I got up today. (laughs) (laughs) I got up this morning and I was tired. What? Yeah, I forgot. You know, we lost an hour last night. It wasn't because you drove 12 hours yesterday and Um, got in at 11? That is uh, neither here nor there. There being in Dearborn, Michigan. I think what put you over the top there was stopping for uh, beer. And what was that little town that we couldn't hardly pronounce? 
The um the bottom line of driving <laughs> to New York is that uh, Pennsylvania is a big state. Um, and it's a very big state. It's girthy. Careful here. We don't want to lose all of our Pennsylvania. Oh, I'm now. not. I'm not knocking Pennsylvania for the sheer size and uh, monotony of its state. Just the pure girth. It's quaint. It's great. It has Scranton. Mm-hmm. And it's got Puxatawney. You know, two two fantastic towns in Pittsburgh. Fantastic. Philadelphia. Philly. You don't, you don't see cool. any of them while you're driving through it, but uh, they hid them. Yeah, they hide them away. Very well. Hiding. Pennsylvania's hidden gems. <laughs> We're also sponsored by the Pennsylvania Jewish Board. <laughs> Pennsylvania. What's their state motto? What's Pennsylvania's state motto? Get the hell out. Okay. So, but then, but then we lost an hour of sleep last night, and then you know I got to thinking as I was tired walking around the big city today. What's the deal? With daylight savings I time. I hate the tone of your voice. <laughs> Jacob, that is an incredible question. And let me answer it for you succinctly and completely. Good word. Thank you. In 1862, oh, God. the Farmers Bureau of America, also in known as the FBA, based in Pennsylvania, they realized that their... The Farmers Bureau of what? America. America. FBA. Yes, they wanted to do the Farmers Bureau of the United States of America, but it's just way too long. And they really, their goal is to be the Farmers Bureau International, but then Uh FBI was already taken. Yeah, yeah. They realized (laughs) that their roosters were cacawing at different times of the day, depending... Thank you, rooster. (laughs) We brought in a live rooster just for this part of the show. He's also my dad. (laughs) Jacob, I am your father. (laughs) Depending on the time of year, so sometimes in the year, the roosters would cacaw at 5 in the morning, and sometime during the year, the roosters would cacaw at 6 in the morning. And that time always changed exactly in March, and six months away from March, the other direction. And this really stumped Benjamin Franklin, the head of the Farmers Bureau of America. March and September. And this was when the Farmers Bureau investigation got created, the FBI. We are farmers. So hang on, so the Farmers Bureau of, of, of Investigation. Did that turn into the Federal Bureau? Uh, later, is that just much a later. Is the FBI actually the Farmers Bureau? It's just a bunch of, like, blue-collar... And farmer's insurance <laughs> is just a front for the FBI. All right, I'm this thinking, conspiracy think, goes all the way to the top. I think at this point, I think most of our audience is just lost. It doesn't <laughs> or make have sense. given up. Yeah. So in 1862... <laughs> oh my god! Daylight savings time was instituted across the land so that roosters would cacaw at the same hour year-round because roosters swapped in March and in September. And, even though we don't use roosters as our alarm clocks anymore, daylight savings time Some still exists. Do. I have no idea what's going on. I'm giving the background of daylight savings time. Okay, yeah, he's Maddie. giving his theory on why we do this. I missed conspiracy theories. Should I look it yeah. up? Blair, what's your theory? My theory? Yeah. I don't really I don't really know. I don't actually know why we have daylight savings time. Mm-hmm. I thought it had something to do with the bus schedule. 
I thought maybe it had something to do with farmers, but I never really figured it out. Um, I always thought it was stupid, though. So, that's my two cents. November. Industrialized societies usually follow a clock-based schedule for daily activities that do not change throughout the course of the year. Alright? The time of day that individuals begin and end work or school and the coordination of mass transit, for example, usually remain constant year-round. In contrast, an agrarian society's daily routines for work and personnel con- personal conduct are more likely governed by the length of daylight hours. Personnel. <laughs> Personnel day. Uh, by synchronously resetting all clocks. Synchronously. Yeah. Very good. Two, an hour ahead of standard time. Individuals who follow such a year round. So it was just to compensate for the axial tilt of the Earth, right? That's yeah. it. People at the I equator mean, don't care. Tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally what I just said. The solution, duh, okay. Now look, there's, some, there's a there's a simple solution to this. The entire population of the world moves to the equator. That's it. Yeah, actually, the entire population of the world is going to have to move away from the equator, Jacob. No, uh, no, no, no. That's exactly opposite of what I said. So, yeah, I, yeah. It's it's going to be on entirely uninhabitable in like forty years living there. So. Tough. Well, most of the equator is ocean, so I guess. Well, well the reality. Yeah, it's pretty hard. The reality, yeah. the real situation is um, uh, that daylight savings time is a, is an evil plot perpetrated by the people of East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, ah. because of the lack okay. of beer at Wawa's. Right. And, right. and in collaboration. Uh, with the uh, pillow sales industry. Mm. If everyone gets bad sleep at least once a year, sometimes twice a year, pillow sales increase. I, I think it's, and I think it's like, wrong. And it's we should, big pillows. We should end it. It's, it's big, it's big pillow. Where does the Burger King factor into this? No, oh, not earlier. Well, oh, okay. Separate issue. Separate issue. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, for our fans in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, or people, or fans in Pennsylvania, uh, this is not a knock. We just didn't realize that we don't know what a Wawa is. We don't know why it's called a Wawa. We think it's children's water filtration system. You sell children ch- children water? <laughs> children Child water? water? <laughs> so design. These ciders, pineapple cider. Okay, so we got like a... Can you see the glare? Um, <laughs> yeah, so we got like a kind of a diamond pattern here where yeah. the uh, there's a, a, a yellow layer on the bottom of the can and a white layer in the top. And then there's a gold band that separates the two. We've got some green font that says pineapple, an arrow that says east ciders in the, in the center with some block text in white. Um, and then it says, how do you like them apples with them underlined to give a little emphasis oh, in that. the bottom? Yeah, I think this can is okay. It pretty much follows the the Sriracha Ace. Sriracha Ace. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a similar theme, using sort of similar color scheme. It doesn't inspire any kind of uh, emotional response from me. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a, a 3.5. Okay. I'm going to go next, because I have a very different opinion than uh, Blair's. Um, 
just speaking from when I first saw the can, it caught my eye. Um, mostly because of the color, but I think this color is very in right now. Um, it's actually almost the shade of, um, like, the background of a lot of stuff for our podcast. What? Durin? Pineapple. This, that's, this, if this is the color of your urine, you are not drinking enough water. What about this top <laughs> color? I feel like, I feel like all of That's the quote. I, I feel like all of the different shades are varying amounts of hydration. So you like this design? I do, I do. Um, I think it's a very aesthetically pleasing, um, the tact is really nice. The two texts go together really, really well. Um, as well as I think they kind of went with like a fun little joke on the front um, with how do you like them apples. It's a, it's a nice tagline. But on the back, uh, there is a tiny little pineapple. And I love it. Oh, I was going to well, say, on your back. I have a very tiny pineapple tattoo <laughs> on my back. Almost exactly like if I were a bottle, that would be where my tattoo is. What was the rating? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with a six. So I'm going to dive right in here with a very different opinion than Maddie's opinion. Um, it kind of looks to me like a soft, like a, a church or work softball league, like three quarter sleeve jersey title. Like... Where it says Austin Eastsiders, nice. it would say, like, um... Austin Westsiders? Yeah, like, it would say the Austin Westsiders, and then Pineapple, it would say Fire Department. And that would be their softball jersey right there. And so I feel like I'm looking at a softball jersey that is, like, slow pitch, slow pitch softball. That... Shout out to all the Austin Fire Departments. <laughs> Shout out to the Austin Fire Departments. Um, also... <laughs> This episode's sponsored by Fire. <laughs> also, and the people that fight them. I really wish that instead of East Ciders, it was like a play on words of East Ciders. It is. So it's like, oh, it's like I got the East Ciders. Like, like West well, Side, not, East Side, East Ciders. It's, it's not two words. So yeah. they are playing off of that. Maybe we just have been pronouncing it wrong all along. But in what? like the East Ciders. But it's C I D E R. No, I know what Matt's yeah. saying. I think it is a plan. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it is too. I hope so, but I I don't think we've been pronouncing it like in plan words. Um, however, let's just jump into this yellow background. It reminds me of just varying amounts of hydration in your urine, and that is a big turnoff for me. Um, I don't love this yellow color. Because when I don't drink enough, I see that yellow color all too much. This is a pretty deep yellow. This is a deep yellow. This is like you haven't... You have been in the desert for days. Sometimes I hike in the desert, Maddie. Okay. You have not seen a drop of water. You have been traveling and lost. Your skin is sunburnt. You see vis... Visages? Visages? Mirages? Mirages. <laughs> you see visages. <laughs> Mirages of lakes and you dive in. If I were seeing this on a softball jersey, I'd be like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And if that's what they were going for, they hit that one out of the park. 
<laughs> I paused for laughter. Thanks for appeasing me, Blair. But as a beer label, I am, like, I really just wish it was the face of a wombat. That's all I can say. So I'm going to give it a 3.2. Dad, what are your Cheers, thoughts yeah, on it. the design of the can? Well, uh, Jacob's father here. The Austin <laughs> East Ciders. <laughs> the Austin East Ciders, that's C-I-D-E-R-S Thank logo, is, uh, I think it's a perfect blend of color and simplicity. In classic um, advertising art design, Sometimes less is more. Uh, to to see a can of beer with a a wombat or a some art print or a Mona Lisa on it, a can of beer or bottle, um, to me takes away from the product. It, it's almost like a bait and switch. Like they're they're selling you some piece of artwork, and it happens to come with some beer in it, which is fine if if you're not buying beer or cider. Um, when I see this can, I see a simple logo a simple, distinct package that focuses on the product, the, the pineapple cider. And it's a simpler design, kind of kind of like uh, the, the baseball jersey um, logo that uh, Zach talks about. I see that uh, with the little apple up there and the Texas star in the middle of it and, and the, uh, um, the cursive Austin written out nicely. So... The, the tagline, you know, the Burma Shave tagline, it's, uh, how do you like them apples? I like it. This works very well. I, I'm going to give this uh, a 5.8. I think it's a, it's a good package, and uh, I, I really don't think about my pee much. don't feel I feel like I'm in between everyone here I I, I enjoy the simplicity uh, I think my favorite parts about this design are the little apple above Austin and on the other side of the can the little pineapple uh, I think that so yeah I think I think dad makes a point that sometimes beers try a bit too hard for the design but in the same vein, I think they played it safe with this. They just tried to go with something pretty simple and generic um, and hoped that the, uh, the product would uh, take off. I think that part of making new beers is experimenting with the designs of the cans and trying to make something new uh, and fresh. And this reminds me too much of you know the really old cans you'd see uh, you know, way back when they were uh, like the '70s. You know, with, with the weird, the, like the weirder cans where like you crack them and then you throw away the what do you call this? What is this? Tab. The tab. The tab. Yeah. I I don't mind it. I'm, I'm I think I'm gonna be overall lukewarm with this beer. I'm gonna give it a 4.2 on design. Yeah, it's just like hitting average for. You. Fun fact, Benjamin Franklin published the proverb, early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. What about woman? Makes a woman healthy, wealthy, whoa. and wise. A no. whoa, man. Whoa, man. Whoa, man. <laughs> wow, man. <laughs> or, early if you're in... <laughs> early to rise makes a 
man healthy and wise? Is that healthy, so? wealthy, and wise. So in yeah. addition to being healthy, you are also wealthy and wise. So if I'm Benjamin Franklin and I go to bed early mm-hmm. and I wake up early mm-hmm. and I steal all of my ideas from much smarter people than <laughs> me, maybe that ends up being true. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the last part is absolutely essential. So who coined yeah. the term early bird gets the worm? Oh, that was the roosters. Robin. Oh, mm-hmm. the roosters from the... <laughs> yep. In the words of Ben Franklin, early to bed and early to rise, fool me twice and I'm not going to get fooled a third time. I thought that <laughs> was... Fool me won't get fooled again. I, I thought that, I thought <laughs> that was Morrissey. Right, right, right. Well, okay. Um, so that... By the way, George Hudson has a serious smolder going on in this Wikipedia Oh my article. god, George... <laughs> He's looking at me. He's proposing it first. George is proposing. Yeah, he proposed it in 1895. He was in Austria-Hungary, right? Uh, yeah. He proposed it in Austria-Hungary. I know my daylight savings time information, Jacob. Is it China or India that has one time zone? Uh, I believe it's India. China. Sorry. Great. Okay. Well, embrace the bit, guys. <laughs> Pretty positive it's China. Like, 100% sure it's set to Beijing China. Beijing time in China. George Hudson proposed the idea of daylight savings time in 1892. Does anybody have any terrible data? That's what he looks like. He just looks like an older version of, of, of an old-timeier version of Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Bon well, well, I'll be jammed. <laughs> I'll be jammed. He's Brad Pitt. You just got jammed. Um, you just got meatballed. So I feel like that. the biggest issue with daylight savings time is it brings anyone who drives a car one of two conundrums. Either one, you have to Find your manual to figure out how to change the clock in your car. Oh, excuse me. Let me start that over. Oh, my God. <laughs> Either one, you have to change the manual. You have to find the manual to change what time the clock says in your car. Or two, you have to wait for five, six, seven months. Not sure exactly how long it lasts until your clock is right again. And it's just wrong for half of the year. And you have your you're challenged with that issue half of the year. Because if you change it, then you'll have to change it back and you'll have to find the manual because no one's going to remember how to change their clock again in six months. Yeah, so that's actually, just a Zach, new issue. I had to address that today, and there's a button uh, on my stereo that says clock, and then there's a full one through nine plus zero keyboard, uh, and you just type in the time and then press clock again. Well, Blair... Really? My car did not have those buttons. Do you even have a car, Zach? I do. It's an 03 really? Honda Civic. It's in Detroit. Oh, yeah, I remember the Honda Civic. Still trying to sell it. So if any of our listeners want to buy an 03 Honda Civic, <laughs> it runs. It just turn, we just turned this into an episode of Priceless. You should, you should say that. It gets what? 32 to 34 no. miles to the gallon and only drips a little bit of oil and a little bit of power steering fluid. You know what, Zach? You know I'd say that came through dripping. Well, you know the thing to do is with a with a car like that, the best place to market that vehicle will put it on a post-it note at Wawa. 
in yes. Strabsburg. Strabsburg, PA, East Strabsburg, if you will. Only children go to Wawa's. Would it make it to East Strasbourg? 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 It would Jeez, they're going to hate us at the end of this episode. All we've well, done is talk shit about East Strasbourg. On a side note, daylight savings time is not recognized everywhere. There are places, great places, in the United States that do not recognize daylight savings time. It's not observed. Observed in Arizona, Hawaii, American Samoa, mm-hmm. and everybody needs a little Samoa, Guam, <laughs> the Northern Marianas, Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands. Mm. Take that to the Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> Did Mike Bloomberg just buy American Samoa? <laughs> he could have. Him and Tulsi Gabbard. Chuck Norris visited the Virgin Islands, and after he came back, they were only known as the islands. That's just a terrible joke. Well, well Samoa and the, and, the Mar- and the Marianos, you know, that's 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 some great beach locations so, where a pineapple cider would be appreciated. Mm. Uh, oh, mm. Speaking okay. of pineapple Hi, cider. Spe- this episode is brought to you by... Appreciation. Cider, the drink of America. This episode... I know her. Is- <laughs> you nailed it, Blair! Well, don't laugh. That wasn't even. That was like the lowest. I don't even know what it means. He said cider. <laughs> yeah, Before he said it after I said America. America? I hardly know her. <laughs> you want to be a part of Okay, uh, I'm to drinkability, right? Sure. All right. Let's jump on to drinkability. You okay? I'm good with drinkability. All, All right. right. Uh, uh, you're going to go last. <laughs> All right. I'll we'll wait. end it Really bring us home. Zach, you're going to go first. All right. My drinkability is strangely enough higher for this. This cider, I like sweet things. Um, Like, I can keep on drinking juice all day, and this is... A very juicy, admittedly, pineapple is on my low end of juices I like to drink, and so I would give this one a drinkability of like four point one. Like I could, I could keep drinking these, and I wouldn't be too bothered by it. Like pretty indifferent about that. So yeah, I'll give it a four point one. It's got, yeah, it's very, very juicy. It's the five percent isn't hitting me too hard, but it's still getting me alcohol. I ju- juiced up. <laughs> it's getting me juiced up. If I were drinking these at the party, I would like try to hide them so that people didn't see the. Are you embarrassed of drinking ciders? No, I'm embarrassed of drinking urine. Oh, color cans. Like my dad said, I don't. You think of urine a lot because I go to the back. The urine trouble. <laughs> 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 Maddie, it's not as funny as you make those jokes. All right, Maddie, what do you think of drinkability? <clears throat> I don't do sweet things very well and very long. Um, I can already know that I'm not going to feel fantastic in the morning. This has been a lot of sugar. Um, yeah, that's a lot of sugar. How many sugar? Uh, for 13. those listeners... 
13 nope, sugars. Not. 13 sugars and 9 additional added sugars. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of sugar. I don't do sugars well. I kind of am... <sighs> I will drink the third one for you guys. Aww. I'm not talking to you guys. I'm talking to our listeners. Nolan. <laughs> and Jean-Luc. Um... I am much better at drinking, like, darker, more bitter beers um, than this. It's going to be a lower drinkability. I enjoy the taste. I just can't see myself drinking this for very long. Um, I would enjoy it at, like, a summer cookout with, like, a nice bratwurst. But, like, after that, I, I would find, like, a nice IPA. Um... I'm just going to go with an even four. All right, Jacob's father's son. What's up? Okay. Um, <laughs> took me a second. Uh, so you... It seems it seems like from the words you said, it should be lower than four. I'm, like, neutral about it. Well, you're not neutral because you just said you're not going to enjoy yourself in the morning and that you don't like sweet things in excess. When Guardian Leviosa... It, it, if you said, yeah, I could drink this, I couldn't drink this, uh, you know, it's like, it, it's not something I'm going to go out of my way to, but I, if you have it in front of me, I'm going to drink it. That would be a four. You're right. Okay. And, okay, what's a three to four? Three to subpar. F- four is subpar. Okay. This might be a big jump. Um, but you Ooh. made a point. Ooh. Ooh. And I, I don't I don't want to take away from this beer because I do like it. I just don't think it has, as Nolan said, the staying power. It's not a six-pack beer. No. no. It's a enjoy one with your friends. Or three. 3.2. Yeah, I feel like I feel like four <clears throat> on this beer is you could drink three in a sitting and you wouldn't be upset by the end of your third beer. It still tastes good. It's it's just very sugary. Yeah. So, uh, for listeners, we bought 12 of these, so each of us are having three. So we're not going to have an opportunity to actually drink an entire six-pack. But from the three we've had, I haven't had a problem at all with uh, continually drinking these. I think this is, the str- in my opinion, the strongest... Uh, aspect of the beer is the standing power. Um, I'd agree with that. I enjoy uh, it's it's just easy to keep drinking it and I think uh, that is what will actually bring me out of the lukewarm feelings I'm having. I'm going to give this a 5.2. That's strong. Man, we are all over the place with this beer. I like it. Yeah, I think this will give it like a 4. Because we're just all over the place. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, it's good because it, it's getting four very different um, opinions on uh, a, a drink. Yeah. So if you listen to the podcast, you'll get all of our like insights. But if you just go by our numbers alone, yeah, like it could get confusing. So, uh, Austin East Ciders, if you want us to rate another drink of yours, we would be more than happy to drink another cider at a later date. Um, you can reach us at 
brew.klyn um, on Instagram and brooklyncrew at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Okay, Dad? I like it. Um, drinkability. And to Maddie's point, I, I'm not a huge sweet drink person. Um, I could drink these in a summer garden party, um, but after a certain point, I would want to switch to a real beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's not a Dang! knock. It's no, not a no, knock. No, this is a cider. Knock. No, it's a cider. Yeah. This yeah. is a cider. You have yeah. to take into consideration what we're reviewing. I want a real this, beer. This is an apple pineapple cider. It's very tasty, very refreshing. I think it's very drinkable. There are people, I think, that could drink this all day. And I think that that would be the traditional non-beer drinker. Someone that would like a sweet drink, a nice glass of wine. Um, and if they were going to drink a, a, a beer-ish apple cider, this would be a great choice. And they probably could drink six. I would probably want to stop at four. And then maybe get a um, a nice lager or something, but it's very drinkable. I uh, it's I'm torn. I want to rate it high because it goes down easy. It tastes good. Uh, excellent packaging. Um, I can't <laughs> get over it. And, it. and it doesn't make me want to pee a lot. <laughs> so I I. I I want to rate it higher, but I can't. I can't get beyond a five. I, I want to. You know, I, I want to give it like a 4.9. A 5 and a 6 is great. Okay, let's give it a 4.9. I You're think it's really good. Tired. I think it's good. Um, but again, I, and, and back to my point, the, the, the traditional, the classic non-beer drinker will love this mm. and can drink it all. And it's gluten-free. It, it is gluten-free and it's not too sugary. Mm-hmm. It has a good, refreshing flavor. It goes down nice. Um, but I would probably switch to a, a, a real beer, you know, in, in, after I'm done having my bratwurst. A friend of mine has celiacs and drinks primarily ciders, and I could see her drinking these yes, for an yeah. entire, like, summer day. That's why I say I'm, I'm you know, torn, because I want to, I don't want to beat it up. So, I think a 4.9, it, it's, it, it's probably less than it deserves, but I'm going to give it a 4.9. It's because it's a beer podcast, not a cider podcast, you know? All right, Jacob's dad's son here. Uh, we're gonna do mouthfeel. Uh, Jacob's father here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the way the uh, Austin East Ciders with a C pineapple cider feels in your mouth. First impression. Um, really didn't expect um, much. I expected to be disappointed because, after all, it's a sweet uh, it's a sweet cidery thing, and I'm a beer guy. Um, but it is a little bubbly, and you know, just not too sweet. Uh, the little citrusy flavor, um, and again, not too sweet. Uh, I, I liked it. it. It felt good. You know, it went down nice, and um, no weird aftertaste. Uh, very, very happy with it. I, I think, and that goes to it's also to its drinkability. So, um, how it feels, I'm, I, I'm going to give it a, a a pretty solid, you know, five point five. Five five. Wow. Zachary, I think if you really like the way pineapple feels, 
when you're eating it, that this should time. have a that this should have a high mouthfeel. So that makes sense. I don't love the acidic aspect of pineapple when I'm eating it. Like I can kind of feel the little cuts happening in the roof of my mouth. Not like cuts, but like you feel the acid kind of like eating away at the the parts of your mouth. And I'm getting this same thing where like right where my tongue rests behind my top teeth when my mouth is closed, I can feel like those little bits of skin wearing away. And so I don't think that's a happy fun time. And so I would give this mouthfeel like a 2.8. Um, okay, so mouthfeel for me, my mouth is feeling a lot. Um, <laughs> Her numerical rating is a lot. Um, I think the carbonation holds up since every beer that I've drank has been cold. Um, the carbonation is consistent. The taste is consistent. Um, my mouth still waters when I drink it. So it's like a, I still like enjoy the taste. I still enjoy the feeling. Um, it's a nice little tangly thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go five seven. <clears throat> yeah, uh, pineapple polarizing. Uh, you heard it here first. Uh, I think that the they do the pineapple well. I think that it uh, it feels great <clears throat> while drinking and going down. I agree that the uh, it's not overwhelming in terms of how. Uh, an actual pineapple would feel, and that's probably because obviously it's uh, infused with the cider. Um, but I don't think that pineapple naturally should fit in as a cider flavor. Uh, I don't think that this is a, uh, for me, um, a, a good flavor that will complement well with apple. I can't see eating an apple and a pineapple together. So, uh, given that, I'm going to give it a 5.3. I'm always really bad at this because I have completely forgotten what I've given it over the time. I'm going to go with a 5.6. You gave this beer a 4.58. You thought what? it was good. You thought it was pretty good. Um, oh, it was the drinkability. You didn't think it was great because, it, yeah, you, it was you, the it's the drinkability. It really yeah, brought it down. It really did. Um, you gave this a 3.2 on drinkability. Uh, and I think it's the lowest drinkability score you've given a beer yeah. thus far. Yeah, it is. So, uh, something to take away from your uh, ratings trend. Thank you very much. Zach, what do you think you gave this beer? 3.32. Zach, uh, you gave this beer a 3.42. <laughs> you thought it was subpar. Mm-hmm. Um, you did not think the initial taste assessment was good, and the mouthfeel was even worse. Um, this is, by and away, your lowest rated beer uh, yet, barring the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, but this is special because it's not... Um, a uh, hoppy beer. It's a cider. Dad, what do you think you gave this beer? I, I think I gave it a um, five. Four, 4.8. 4. 
You gave this beer a 5.14. Oh, nice. Um, you uh, liked this beer the most among the four of us. You thought it was a uh, genuinely great cider. Excuse me. Um, uh, obviously, and those listening will hear this, the design, clearly the strongest <laughs> element of this beer uh, cider. And... Uh, Something love, that, that really it really brought a classic uh, and definitive element to the table in terms of what you see when you're going to buy your alcohol. What did I give this beer? 4.61. 4.21. Two. I gave this beer a 4.91. Wow! What? Part of that is I gave the drinkability a 5.2. That's what I was trying to base it off yeah. of. So uh, initially, I was pretty lukewarm. Four point five on initial taste and a four point two on design. Mm. But the mouthfeel and drinkability saved this for me. So uh, it's really, really good. Uh, not quite great. Uh, overall, we gave this beer a four point five one. Uh, a, a perfectly good beer to drink. Um, I keep saying beer, and I do mean cider. Um, so apologies for that. Uh, and it, it's, it's something I think, uh, if you enjoy a, uh, the pineapple, I think this is a worthwhile beer. I think if Zach had not been a part of this rating, this would have gotten much higher. Yeah. They did the pineapple fantastically and it's just low on my list of fruits. Mm-hmm. It's above most vegetables, but it's low on my <laughs> list of my fruits. fruits. Does anybody have any closing thoughts? No. Real quick shout out to Nolan. I've I've given you some shout out all episode, but thanks for covering for me last week when I was working. Yes, yes. Um, I think that this is a worthwhile program. I think it should be shared and shared again. I can't wait till the um, um, the YouTube uh, channel is up and running, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that the. Um, uh, the outtakes, of course, only available on the paid per view side of, of the website, Called will be will be the, the, just worthwhile. Absolutely. <laughs> Jacob, any uh, closing thoughts? Yeah, I have a few. Um, this is a uh, a significant episode in the show. Uh, this is uh, the episode where we mark my actual uh, residency in Brooklyn. Oh. I- so we're all uh, very excited here. Uh, happy to have consistent audio so with excited. the rest of the group, uh, and to lead into that, very excited for Blair to move out here soon, so that uh, one we can all be here, and two Maddie, and uh, thereby the rest of us are uh, less burdened by the separate audio files we're all dealing with. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Jean-Luc and France. Um, still haven't heard from you, so your name is still Jean-Luc, and we are going to be building a backstory for you. Uh, should he, should we make him male or female? Um, it's a male. Jean-Luc is a male. It's a male name. I'm going to say Jean was Jean-Luc. also a female in NCIS. So. Yes, but that was Jean-Luc. Yes, yeah. but that was fiction, and Jean-Luc is real. Okay, yeah, all right, so it's Picard. a male. Um, and he owns... A pig farm. No. A wombat farm. A wombat ranch. 
a croissant, a, a croissant factory. I'm gonna go with Blair's. Jean-Luc Croissant owns a croissant factory. Right, Baguette. It's <laughs> okay, we've still got Jean-Luc. So we should apologize in advance. Oh, before I forget, shout out to Nolan. I already <laughs> shouted him out, Jacob. You can't take my one good moment in this podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, have a wonderful week, and you'll be hearing from us next week. Love you. Bye. So grab a pipe, my friend. Let's hope this night won't end. We'll share around and watch the beer go down in Cozy Brook.